Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know I'm not alone when I say that when I was a kid, it used to be a little difficult to find superheroes that looked like me. Okay. It was a little bit difficult. I was scrolling through the only, the only person I could find, damn it, was Storm. And that's why she's my favorite now. I love me some X-Men. But in comics, sometimes it was a little hard to find people of color. It was sometimes hard to find women who, oh boy, how do I say weren't dressed like they were going to audition to be in a Drake video. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it was, they dressed like Malina and Katana back then. So it's very comforting to see, you know, Scarlet Witch and all the other heroes finally getting their comic accurate costumes, but costumes that are a little more modern and not necessarily held together by shoestring. You know what I mean? I wanted to do an episode highlighting a lot of my favorite people of color that happen to be heroes and heroes that are women. So I asked you guys, you sent me a couple of yours and then I'm going to veer off into, well, you just have to wait for it. It's your weekly bonus episode of me and you, the housewives of Marvel two. Let's do it.
Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV to the MCU to the DCEU to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Oh, hi, guys. If you're listening to this, then you've graciously paused Nicki Minaj's Beam Me Up, Scotty, and you're listening to me instead. I, I really appreciate it. You know, or maybe you paused J. Cole. You know, I, I don't know what side of the highway you uh you rock on. I, I vary between the two. So I'm glad you paused them to listen to me for a second. I don't have a long episode for you guys. I wanted to get in here and give you some of my favorite heroes that okay you know me y'all i can't pull the wool over y'all's eyes you know me too well i have an agenda i always do you know when i get on online and post a lot of phaedra uh (laughs) a lot of phaedra videos from reality tv that means i want phaedra back and i start tagging bravo and tagging the networks and everything y'all know i have an agenda behind a lot of the stuff that i do okay my agenda this episode is I want to talk to you guys about some of the heroes that you're probably going to be meeting in a much bigger capacity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future, okay? So I have a little format to this episode. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, one of my favorite heroes. Y'all should know that by now. You know I love Storm. Well, you know I love the X-Men in general. The X-Men have always been my favorite. I've always loved the comics. I've always loved the cartoons. I've always loved, well... I was about to say the movies, but the movies are hit and miss, but I still will watch any of them on any given day. I love the movies. I I won't lie. So I want to talk to you about Aurora Monroe, and then I want to throw it over to a couple of people who submitted their favorite heroes, and I want to let you hear from them. And then I'm going to go into my little agenda portion of the thing. Don't worry, it's not political. I know y'all be worried about political agendas and shit. I know we all live in the world, and uh, motherfuckers are stressful. Listen, I'm not trying to sway you on anything. Black Lives Matter. But, you know, I just want to talk about a couple of things. And I don't want to get you guys, you know, I want to help you get a jump start on some people who might become your favorites. And they all, in my mind, are going to be in one movie. So, let's go ahead and get it started. Let's go ahead and first talk about my favorite, Aurora Monroe, a.k.a. Storm. So, we didn't get a lot of the backstory in the movies behind, you know, Storm and how she came to be. And so, I thought I'd give you a little bit of her background. Her real name's Aurora Monroe. That's why you hear me say it so much. She's the daughter of a, you know, a Kenyan princess and uh, an American photographer. At the time, they were living in Cairo. They actually got killed during, I think it was some kind of like, you know, intercontinental, uh, some kind of, no, it was a plane crash. That's what it was. They got killed in a plane crash. She became an orphan. You know, she's all in the streets stealing and all different kinds of things. And she actually, as she started to get older, she kind of came into her mutant powers, you know, like a lot of mutants do. 
And she learned that she had the ability to kind of control the weather. Oh boy, they loved that shit. They loved that shit. They thought that Aurora was like a high priestess. They were like, okay, what the hell is happening? They started calling her a goddess, all kinds of things. They used her because, you know, there were a lot of droughts in the area. And so she was like highly revered because she was able to, you know, bring the rain. She was able to do all that to kind of cure the, you know, cure all of the ailments of the ground and of the, the dirt, the soil, you know, help them kind of get their, their footing back a little bit as a civilization. She actually ends up meeting professor Xavier and he asked her to join the X-Men. Of course, she joins. We know that. We know always no storm as a member of the X-Men. You know, she's she's had a really like a huge ride with the X-Men. She's been a leader at one point, just like Cyclops is, you know, historically a leader. She's had her own team. And, you know, she's, of course, if y'all know anything about Black Panther, then, you know, she was the queen of Wakanda at one point. You know, she loved her some T'Challa, but they ended up divorcing. So I guess she didn't love his ass that much. I'm just saying, though, this is like how y'all or how I guess I know Storm from the comics. We've seen her on screen quite a few times. So we've seen her uh, probably most notably as Halle Berry in the first, what, three, four X-Men movies. And then we get to see, uh, I think it's Alexandra Ship, the girl that played Aaliyah in that Lifetime movie. Child, y'all know y'all ate her ass up about that. The Aaliyah movie that didn't have no damn Aaliyah music in it. That's that's a, that's a story for another day. I'm going to move on. So we were pretty used to those on-screen portrayals. Neither one of them really captured the comic book storm, but that's okay. You know, Halle Berry, we, it was iconic for, you know, the time she did what she needed to do. So, you know, I'm hoping we get us a little, you know, Jody Turner Smith cast as Aurora Monroe for the MCU, but God, I'll never know. That's up to Kevin Feige. It's not up to me, but she's always been one of my favorites. And one of the things that I love about this character is They've like recognized the power that this character has, not just like power in the comics, like being a powerful being. I mean, like she has been one of the most recognizable superheroes of all time. Like she's topped the list of some of them. Like people have always, if you don't recognize anybody, you recognize a few people from comics, you know, Superman, you know, Batman, you know, Captain America, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man. And when it comes to women, the two people that most people know are Wonder Woman and Storm because Storm was a part of the X-Men. She was so notable. One of the things that I love about Storm is she is in one of the realities. She is a member of the Thor Corps. Now, I want to know what you're thinking. What the hell is the Thor Corps? The Thor Corps is this like... They have a lot of ties with like Loki and Thor and uh, all of Asgard. And they've got this like huge like core of of, uh, people who fight for it. And Loki is actually, get into it, Loki actually gave Storm a weapon. You know how uh, Thor has Mjolnir? Well, she has Stormcaster. Now, I know a lot of y'all probably aren't familiar with that. Being that, you know, it's not really a recognizable part of the storm lore. But, you know, I it's one of those things that I think we actually could potentially 
see in the upcoming Thor movie. Now, I know we're going to deal a lot with Asgard. We're going to get Lady Thor. You know, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. So maybe we'll actually see Loki and Storm, you know, interacting a little bit. Who knows? He actually gave it to her. She gained a lot of powers. You know, of course, like when you when you're able to wield one of the the weapons of the gods, then you become godlike. So now she's officially like the goddess of thunder. Good shit. I really hope that, you know, the MCU utilizes her a lot better than she's been utilized in movies and in cartoons and stuff before. We've only ever historically seen her as a a B character, really. We've never seen Storm up close and personal. So my whole, I would love it if they did like a mini series about Storm. You know, gave her the Loki treatment, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier treatment. Just give her six episodes on Disney+. Plus. Let us get to know Aurora Monroe. I would be very happy. I'd be here for it. And she connects into so many of the characters that we already know on screen and so many that are already coming. Literally, Thor, Loki, Black Panther, the X-Men are coming. You know, that's Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor Xavier, all of those guys. She connects with so many different people. I'm hoping we get her. I don't know if we will anytime soon. I think they might... Honestly, I think they're going to let the mutants breathe for a little bit, but God, I hope not. I don't know. I really freaking hope not. I want them as soon as possible, and y'all know I always have. While I have you, let me get into a couple of, you know, I asked some of my listeners who they were feeling, and I heard a lot of different things, you know, when I said, okay, who are some of your favorite black, uh, you know, who are your favorite heroes of color, you know, all these different things. Who are some of your favorite female heroes? You know, I was hearing the range, you know, Captain Marvel. I heard Static Shock. I heard Wonder Woman. I heard, uh, who else did y'all say? Y'all heard, y'all said a lot. I'm here for it all. Y'all did, surprisingly, y'all named a lot of DC folk too. Child, let me find out DC better at, uh, diversity than Marvel. Ooh, child. Anyway, I'm, uh, so let me go ahead and I'm going to actually kick it off with Aaron from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast. He has a favorite who actually I love too and is getting a movie soon. So let's check it out. Hello, this is Aaron from Bravo Wild Black. And my favorite black superhero is Green Lantern. And to be specific, the John Stewart Green Lantern. He is the GOAT. He is the man with the plan. Listen. Y'all better quit playing. You know, Jon Stewart is the only uh, Green Lantern we acknowledge. (laughs) At least in the black community, quit playing. Listen, have y'all heard this story? Zack Snyder has been like, you know, he really wanted uh, Jon Stewart in his Snyder Cut of Justice League. Of course, we all wanted that too. I mean, when you think of Jon Stewart, we think about the the cartoons we used to watch as kids like it was that's the green lantern i feel like i always associate with him i would have loved to have seen him in the live action justice league movie they had him in costume like Zack snyder was showing pictures and everything something i don't know it feels like wb is just like warner brothers that is they're trying to self-sabotage in every way possible And I genuinely don't know why. Like, what did we do to deserve this? What was the reason? What was the reason, bitch? I just don't know. Maybe we'll find out one day. But I would be, if they did another re-release or they let Snyder keep going with his universe, I'd love him to do a, you know, a Jon Stewart Green Lantern movie. But, like I said, there actually is a Green Lantern movie coming. Uh, 
the Green Lantern Corps. That's going to be a really good movie. So, of course, that'll contain not just him, but there'll be, you know, a lot of different versions of Green Lantern. So, that'll be a good one. I'm excited about that, too. Let me actually throw it over to Emily to tell you about a couple of her favorites, who we all know from the MCU, and we love them, too. All right. I am trying this voice recording thing for the first time because I am not technologically savvy, so I hope this works. Um, Hi, I'm Emily from Houston, and my two favorite superhero women are Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie and Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch. I didn't grow up watching the comics, but I absolutely love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's so nice in these later phases um, that have been coming out more recently that more women are getting to take central roles. And I think WandaVision was a great example of that. I thought WandaVision was fantastic. I think Elizabeth Olsen is super captivating. And I'm a big fan of the witchy shit. So bring on the witchy shit. Um, And also Valkyrie, because I mean, what did we do to deserve Tessa Thompson? I mean, I'll watch her do anything. Um, She's so good in Westworld. She was so great in Sylvie's Love. Um, and I, I want to see her in more things and taking more leading roles. And I hope the same for Valkyrie. Like, I just want to see her, you know, demolish some villains. Like that's what I deserve in (laughs) this point in the pandemic. So yeah, just sending all the love to Scarlet Witch and Valkyrie. You know what? That actually made me wonder, because I don't think we know much about Tessa Thompson's future in the MCU. I don't know. Was she announced for the fourth Thor movie? I wasn't sure. I think I did hear that she was down there filming. So hopefully we get to see a lot more of her. I love that she's like now the new uh, king or queen of Asgard on Earth. I love that. So I hope we get to see a lot more of her and maybe see some uh, her and Lady Thor, Natalie Portman teaming up. I'd love to see that. Now, y'all know I can never, ever in life get enough Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Wanda Maximoff. First of all, I really, 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 really hope that they confirm her as a mutant in the MCU. I doubt it. She's one of the, you know, okay. So we, as of right now, we know that four people in the MCU have gotten their powers from Infinity Stones. That's going to be Wanda Maximoff. That's gonna be Pietro, aka Quicksilver. That's gonna be Vision, and that's gonna be Captain Marvel. So those are all of our, uh, you know, our, our good good sisters with the Infinity Stone powers. But I'm hoping that they actually do confirm that. Like, okay, there's a reason why Pietro and Wanda were able to stay alive while these experiments were happening, and that's because they're actually mutants and all the Infinity Stone did was bring out the, you know, the X gene to, you know, get some shit cracking. I'm hoping, I doubt it though, but you know, regardless, I love me some Scarlet Witch. WandaVision did everything I needed to do. Disney Plus, I feel, and you know, Disney Marvel as a whole, they've been doing a great job of making me care about the characters that have been B characters for so long. Like they did, they put everything into making us care about Iron Man and Captain America and Black Widow, Hawkeye, you know, all the main people, but we haven't really gotten a chance with well, child, not Hawkeye, but they're going to give him a series. So I guess we'll give a damn soon. Uh, you know, the six originals and 
we really are just now starting to get to know a lot of these side characters. Not side characters, but definitely not lead characters. You know, we're getting to know a lot of them better, and I love them coming to the forefront because they really had some great power players in the MCU for a long time. So I'm hoping Scarlet Witch, you know, I'm hoping she's a mutant, but if not, I'm still ready to see her in maybe Spider-Man. Still hoping to see her in, you know, Doctor Strange 2. Still hoping she might pop up in... uh Oh, well, see, there's something else coming up that I've been like, we've been kind of hypothesizing she might pop up in, but I don't know. I'm ready to see her in a Young Avengers movie, not, you know, as a Young Avenger, but, you know, obviously her boys are Young Avengers, so maybe, I don't know. I'm all about me some some Wanda Maximoff, so bring on the goddamn mutants. Let me throw it over to, <laughs> let me throw it to Kaya, who has somewhat of a controversial opinion. I've heard this opinion a million times we've gone back and forth about this in the dms because i love me listen i'm gonna let her tell y'all i'm not gonna tell y'all what i love because y'all ain't gonna get on my podcast and cuss me the fuck out okay let me go ahead and throw it to her hey it's kaya from the bravo wild black podcast and i'm here again to make a case for something that is very controversial if you don't like halle berry's Catwoman, you might want to fast forward about 30 seconds If you're open to hearing why it's not that bad of a movie, stay with me. First of all, look at the cast. Halle Berry, Benjamin Bratt, Sharon B. Stone. (laughs) Hello? Not many casts look like that with these power players who went on to star in and starred in many, many great films. Second of all, the Halle Berry Catwoman costume Never seen it done like that. Completely fashionable. Changed the game. Made it a a, a two-piece, like, Montclair-looking fashion masterpiece. Number three. It was more of a campy vibe that I got from it. You know how you guys said that Harley Quinn sucked in Suicide Squad? It's because they were trying to make her kind of more true to the comic books. Comic book lines are kind of corny if you go back and look and look at it. Um, number four, you know, she may not have saved the world, but she saved many a people from, like, fucking burning their faces off from that lady's cosmetics. Number five, Benjamin Bratt. He's great to look at. They had a nice hot romance, and it just wasn't a bad movie at all. Oh, number six, Halle Berry was also able to perform many of her own stunts, which made her a better actress for movies she would go on to star in, where she would lose her kids and have to run and jump and bid hell and earth to find them. So, Catwoman, give it a chance. Don't watch it as a Marvel movie, or don't even watch it as a DC movie. Just watch it as a Catwoman movie and you'll be all right similar to wonder woman 1984 you know how cheetah kind of like found her way i feel like that halle berry found her way as catwoman but you know that's just my opinion but my opinion means a lot so just give it a chance okay love you mean it bye gorgeous somebody needs to call dcs or 
whatever child protective services on Halle Berry has. She always losing kids and uh, somebody getting kidnapped. Or it, it'd be a lot of shit going on in Halle Berry movies. And then they put her in a badass wig. But child. you know what? I'm actually on the same page as Kaido. Catwoman isn't the worst. I mean, it gives what it needs to give, especially when she's got the, you know, the outfit on. You know, it, it look, it when it came out it did what it needed to do okay not at the box office but it did what it needed to do on vhs okay <laughs> it gave in the dvd section okay not on the big screen but it did what it needed to do speaking of kaya though she mentioned another one of my favorites harley quinn i now birds of prey y'all would be shocked how high up this ranks on my superhero movie list I love me some Birds of Prey. I've said it before and I'll say it again on this podcast. When, if you show someone this movie, this is what they would think a comic book movie is. Lots of color, the, the uh, you know, the, the accents and the voices and, you know, inflections and it all, everything about it screams comic book to me. So if I was someone who had like read comic books, but had never seen the comic book movie, that movie is exactly what I would imagine one is. Like, it wouldn't look like Captain America Winter Soldier, even though that's my favorite, uh, you know, superhero movie. It would look just like Birds of Prey, and I love that movie for that very reason. I feel like the cast is fantastic. Harley is great in it. The action sequences are dope. The scene in that, uh, in the police station, where she goes in there with, like, the confetti gun and all, like, the, 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 chef's kiss loved every minute of it that's a great movie if you haven't seen birds of prey go check that out now let me say we're moving on to the last section of this episode and that is going to be me giving you some more you know minority characters some more women characters but for a very specific reason let me just start off by saying that recently Marvel announced that the name of Captain Marvel 2 is indeed going to be the Marvels. Now, before I go on, let me say, I there's been some debate online. People have been asking, like, what happened to just naming a movie number two or number three? You know, basically naming the sequels numerically. I don't like naming them numerically. Get the hell on. I like it when Marvel gives, like, the... Uh, the the sequels a title like black panther wakanda forever instead of black panther 2 i love that like what are we doing uh thor instead of thor well thor 4 does sound kind of good just because it rhymes but thor love and thunder i love that even more i'm just like i don't know people find a reason to be upset about everything regardless captain marvel 2 has been dubbed the marvels now a lot of people when they saw the uh you know, the logo, they assumed it was going to be Captain Marvel. And of course, we know Kamala Khan is coming later on this year. So while that is true, I happen to think the name The Marvels is going to be a little more inclusive than that. I'm thinking they're going to be at least, maybe four. I'm thinking four main characters in this movie, or at least four Marvel's characters that we're going to care about. So first, let's go ahead and dive into the character who, you know, is, is her movie, Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. 
Now, if you're a comic book fan, then you know Carol Danvers has a long history in the comic books. I mean, she, and they've retconned her a few times because, well, actually, they've retconned the, uh, Captain Marvel in general uh, quite a few times, but they've had to retcon Carol Danvers because some of her history is super dark. Like, Carol Danvers has been raped. Carol Danvers has oh boy, had a drinking problem. Like, it's a lot. Like, I'm kind of upset her and Tony Stark get, didn't get to interact more in the movies because they actually have a long history in the comic books as well. Like, she really had to lean on him during that whole uh, alcoholic period in her life. So, boy, oh boy, it, it would have been good to see in the movies. But we know Carol Danvers in the MCU. We found, you know, in her movie, she's revealed to be a U.S. Uh, Air Force pilot who was exposed to the Tesseract. Now, those of you who've been watching Marvel movies forever, or even those of you who just binged them all re recently, you know that the Tesseract is that blue, like, glowing cube. It was in, uh, God, what all movies has appeared in? Avengers. Uh, you know the Tesseract. It's what Thanos held in his hand, crushed, and revealed the soul, the, not the soul stone, God, that's on Vormir, revealed the, uh, the space stone. And so that's the power that Carol Danvers was exposed to that gave her her powers. You know, Carol Danvers, as we know it, is one of the strongest beings in the MCU. Oh, Carol Danvers ain't no goddamn joke. You saw how she ran through Thanos' ship when he came down trying to shoot shit and all like that. Carol Danvers is not the one to be played with. I bring up Carol Danvers because, one, this is going to be her movie, but she has a lot of ties to a lot of different characters in comics. And one of the ones that she has major ties to that we've seen in the MCU is Monica Rambeau. Now, you all know that Monica Rambeau is played by Tiana Taylor in the MCU. We first met her in Captain Marvel as a child. You know, she's the one that encouraged Maria Rambeau to go to space with Carol and with Nick Fury to basically help the Krees find a home, you know, get free of the, uh, not the Kree, the scrolls to find a home and, you know, get the Kree the hell up out of there because the Kree are actually the ones that are evil and all like this, yada, yada, yada. But we really got to know the character of Monica Rambeau during WandaVision. Now, in WandaVision, of course, played by Tiana Paris, we saw her first in the actual sitcom, as uh, the neighbor, kind of the, not the nosy neighbor like Agnes, but actually the uh, the good-meaning kind of neighbor. And she was the one that was like, you know, she came over, she helped Wanda deliver her babies, all this kind of stuff. But she wasn't supposed to be there. She didn't live within uh, Westview or anything like that. So, her, she, you know, she was there because she accidentally, you know, didn't mind her damn business, basically. So... In the MCU, we've now seen, we haven't seen those two interact. All we've seen is her, I guess, kind of reveal that her and Carol have a little beef. You remember that scene with her, Jimmy, and Darcy, and they're like, uh, you know, who came close to beating them and all like that? And they were like, well, Captain Marvel came pretty close. And she was like, okay, we're not talking about her right now. We're talking about this. And they kind of gave each other a look like, oh, what the hell going on? Basically setting up the Marvel's movie. Now, it could be setting up the Marvel's movie, or maybe it's setting up Doctor Strange 2. Maybe she'll pop up in there. I've heard her, she was supposed to be in another movie too, but God, I'm really blanking. I don't know what else she's supposed to be in, but 
there are a couple of movies that are coming out. You know, we've got the Eternals coming up. We've got Spider-Man coming up this year. We've got a couple of different things. So, I mean, she could be in any of those. I'm not sure what would make the most sense for her to be in, but I know she'll probably be in Doctor Strange too. I think she's already filmed some stuff actually, but I'm excited about that. But her and Carol, they're going to have a long history together and both of them will be in the Marvels without a doubt. We know those three are at least confirmed. Her, Kamala Khan, and Carol Danvers all confirmed for that movie. Oh, you know what? It is. It's uh, She's been rumored to possibly be in the upcoming Spider-Man movie, not just to throw in there. But if you remember, well, actually, I don't know if y'all know in general, if you don't know, but in the comics, she actually, when she was trying to like get a hold of her powers, because, you know, think about WandaVision. She got those powers on act like complete accident, like most superheroes. And she doesn't really know how to control them fully. So she actually in the comics goes to New York and she has a crossing with Spider-Man, Peter Parker. But, you know, his spider senses go off. Da-ding, 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 they tangling and shit. And, you know, he thinks that she's some kind of, like, evil threat. Not really. Somehow or another, she ends up becoming Captain Marvel while she's there. So, you know, she, though we only really know Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, there have been a lot of different comic Captain Marvels throughout history. Her being the first female Captain Marvel, that is Monica Rambeau. So, I mean, will it make sense? Yes. But we've now at least gotten two of our Marvels out of the way. Now, I said that those two we've already met. We're actually going to meet another young woman later on this year that a lot of different people are excited about, including me. And her name is Kamala Khan. And if you know the name Kamala Khan, then you know she is Miss Marvel. Now, about the name. For those of you that don't know, Carol Danvers... Her name originally was Miss Marvel, but it's, you know she ended up taking up the title of Captain Marvel. And so, obviously, that name was free. Bada boom, bada bam, bada bam. There you go, Kamala Khan. It's important to mention that in the titles now, we at least have two Marvels. So we know we'll have Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, who will be the Marvels. But it's important that I think at least we remember that in the comics, Monica Rambeau was you know, Captain Marvel. So that's why I think she's going to tie into this too. I didn't really explain it earlier. I think she's going to be one of the Marvels that they're referring to in this little, you know, kind of group that they're creating with this movie. Now, Kamala Khan, great character. I feel a lot of people in the short time that she's been in comics, so many people have loved this character. Like Kamala Khan has some great stories. If you don't know, Kamala Khan, she is a Muslim Pakistani American superhero. She's actually, you know, how we have the mutants in the X-Men. She's actually an inhuman. Now, oh God, I'm not going to go into the inhumans because I don't really fuck with the inhumans like that. I'm not going to lie to you. And then they had the nerve to have a, a terrible ass Fox TV show that just, oh Lord, if you ever get, you know, 10 hours of your life to waste, then get on Disney Plus and, you know, watch The Inhumans. You'll absolutely regret it, just so you know. Uh, so I won't go into The Inhumans that much, but she's an Inhuman. and But her power is, there was this, uh, what's it called? Terra something, Terra Janine. Oh, Lord. Y'all know I can't talk and y'all got me pronouncing stuff. The, I think it's Terra Jan Mist or whatever it was. It actually turned her into where she could actually stretch 
her body. So like, you know, a little, a little piece of Reed Richards a little bit, you know, but she can stretch her body all different types of ways. And just seeing her in the actual cartoons and the comics is it's actually pretty cool. So if you've never read a Kamala Khan comic, I can definitely recommend some to y'all. Definitely check her out. She's worth the read. And I think we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of her in the MCU. Now I will say they, you know, some pictures leaked of the Kamala Khan set online. And I have to say that costume made me so happy. It literally is the exact costume from the comics and it jumped right off of the pages. Whoever did the costume design, brilliant. The main thing I keep wondering about Kamala Khan is I wonder if they're going to kind of shoehorn her into the Young Avengers. Now, the more I think about it, I doubt the Young Avengers are actually formed during phase four. So I think it's probably going to be around 2024, maybe, when we actually start to see the, the Young Avengers come together. I don't know. It doesn't feel, it feels like they already have a lot to do during this phase. So while I do think she'll, you know, inevitably she will be one of those members, even though she wasn't one in comics, you know, she was a, a new Avenger. She was in a regular Avenger. So hell, it only makes sense. Even though she wasn't one in comics, I do think they're going to put her in there just because of sheer age alone. So at some point, I, I think we can count on seeing, you know, a little more Eli, a little more uh, Billy and Tommy. Uh, we'll meet Cassie Lang, the new Cassie Lang child. And that's a story for another day. We'll meet her in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium. Uh, who the hell is, is there? There's a lot more people. Maybe we'll get Hulkling at some point. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm optimistic. I've talked about the three Marvels that we know for sure are most likely going to be in this series. We know uh, Captain Marvel is. It's her damn movie. We know Ms. Marvel is, Kamala Khan. She's been confirmed and we can count on Monica Rambo being there because I think Monica Rambo is going to be in Doctor Strange too. So I think we can count on all three of them being in the movie. The other one that I wanted to mention, and this is really more so the, the reason for the this portion of the episode. There is a character that I'm sure a lot of y'all have never even heard of because he hasn't appeared on screen in anything yet. We don't know him in the MCU. We thought we got a reference to him, but we weren't really sure. And that character is Adam Brashear, a.k.a. Blue Marvel. So let me tell you about Adam Brashear really briefly. And I want to tell you why it sounds like he could possibly be on the way. So Blue Marvel, Adam Brashear, he, you know, he's a... he. Typical comic book origin story, you know, super smart, super strong, all this kind of stuff. He ends up getting a job after he's graduated, you know, top honors, all that kind of stuff. He graduates, gets his job. Oh, I'm sorry. He goes into the army. You know, he fights in the Korean War. He accepts a job when he comes back and he's working with like uh, antimatter, like all that kind of stuff. If you're familiar with the negative zone, you learn about it in Marvel comics, but we hear that term, you know, a lot. He's working to do something with the negative zone and the equipment that they're using actually like blows up. It causes all kind of radiation and everything. And that gives him his superpowers. He is basically, how do you say like our version of like Superman. And by that, I mean, O P A F overpowered as fuck. 
it will surprise me if he comes into the MCU, but we've got Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is OP as fuck too. So, I mean, anything is possible. Now, one of the things that I wanted to mention is in his story, you know, he does so much like crime fighting and everything. He's, you know, he he's really one of the greats. But during one of his battles, one of his big storylines is that his face mask like tears off because he wore like a full like face mask. Think about, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Watchmen. Why can I not think of his name? Uh, oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about. The, uh, the main guy that they didn't know was black in Watchmen. I'll think of it one day. But he wears like kind of a, uh, a costume like that where his whole face is covered. But during the, the fight that he that ensues, it actually gets torn off and the public figures out that he's black. Now, because of the time these comics, you know, this is set in, keep in mind, I mentioned the Korean War. It actually, they thought that America wasn't ready for a black superhero. He gets presented like with an award from the president, you know, one of the like Medal of Honor or some kind of award that only the president can give out. He actually, you know, is telling him, you know, congratulations, you're amazing, you've been doing great work, all this kind of stuff. Presents him with the medal. It's uh, JFK, by the way. <laughs> and then tells him basically, okay, yeah. Can you retire now? I'd appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Tries to get him to retire. He goes on one more mission and then he retires. Now, why do I bring this up? Does this or does this not sound like we're getting into some Isaiah Bradley territory? Now, if that's the case, I would not be surprised. Before I get to that, though, it feels like we now have a connection to not one, but two of our Disney Plus shows so far. One, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we kind of see that his story and Isaiah Bradley's stories are very similar, where black men are like giving their lives and doing everything they can for their country, but are definitely not being appreciated for it. You know, obviously, his stories are probably a, way better than, you know, uh, than Isaiah Bradley's because he actually doesn't get experimented on and all that kind of stuff. But it's still the same kind of principle and underlying themes that you get there. The reason I think he's possibly coming is because, do you remember, we even talked about it on the podcast, do you remember back in WandaVision when we kept talking about this aerospace engineer, aerospace engineer, aerospace engineer, and everybody thought, oh my God, Reed Richards is coming. We're finally get, about to get the Fantastic Four. It That was one of my theories. One of my other theories was that, oh, that's got to be Blue Marvel. I mean, he has direct comics. You know, he has direct ties to Monica Rambeau in the comics. And now we know this movie is called The Marvels. If anybody could build something that could get Monica through that, uh, that, uh, what's it, a chaos magic border that surrounded Westview, it would be Adam Brashear. So them teasing, you know, her having a, an aerospace engineer friend really kind of got our boom, 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 our heart rates jumping because we didn't know what it meant, who it was, but we had our guesses and he was definitely one of them. I think there's enough foreshadowing right now to where we can really, you know, we can safely say that maybe Blue Marvel coming into the MCU is definitely possible. Now, what are we going to do when we have two OP characters on one team? I don't know, but I'd love to see it. Now, 
we know that uh, in the comics, Carol Danvers and Adam Brashear, they do know each other. They've been on, oh God, what's the team? Damn it, I'm, I'm not going to, my brain is not working today, y'all. I'm, I'm going through it. I've been having so many technical issues trying to get this damn episode even uploaded and ready and shit. Anyway, they've met each other, but when when they met, she wasn't Captain Marvel. She was Miss Marvel at the time. So we definitely, you know, we'll get to see that. I don't know if they're going to try to retcon that into him knowing Kamala Khan. Maybe he'll pop up in that series. I don't know. <sighs> this is a lot. This is a whole lot. But... I wanted to bring him up because in case you forgot the theme of this episode, it is a people of color superhero. And he is that black man didn't get his just dues when he was trying to be a superhero. They wanted him. They made him, uh, you know, do everything he could and then told him to retire. Sounds just like Isaiah, except with a lot less torture. <laughs> just saying. Now, how likely is it that he's going to come into the MCU? I don't fucking know, but I'm really hoping for it. I mean, all the signs are there. I I would assume that since it's the Marvels, all three of their logos that we've met so far are in there. I didn't see any mention of the blue Marvel logo, but maybe it'll change again. You know, those logos are changing constantly, so who knows? I think at some point, we've still got a lot of ground to cover before, he, uh, before we get that movie. That movie doesn't come out until the end of next year. I think November... 2023 so we've still got some time to lay the ground for some development of the character so we'll see uh kamala khan and most likely carol danvers in the upcoming uh miss marvel series we'll see monica rambo maybe in spider-man definitely in doctor strange 2 and then you know who knows what else we'll see her in but we'll get a lot more development of these characters which means that we might get more time to actually develop Adam Brashear as a character too. Who knows? You guys, I'm going through hell trying to put this episode together. My internet is, is fucking up. My computer is on the fritz. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm going to end this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it if you can. If you hate it, just delete it, but then still give me a five-star rating and review. <laughs> y'all know I'm going to still big. Fuck that. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.